0: thank you Morgan for coming on Sports Talker I appreciate it. I was so nervous of asking you I was like but she's so nice but thank you I really appreciate it no problem so where did you grow up
1: so I grew, well, technically I was born in Grand Rapids, Michigan. That's where mm-hmm. my family is from. And then um, when I was like five, we moved to Illinois. And so I'd say like my hometown is Bolingbrook, Illinois.
0: And what was it like growing up in Illinois?
1: Um, I thought it was great. You know, I think it's hard. You're biased wherever you grow up because that's what you're used to. And that becomes like your normal. Um, but I thought it was good. Like I'd i say my parents moved to, they moved from Bolingbrook when I was like a almost a senior in college so then now it's like when I go back I'm like damn like I miss it because like all my friends are there like mm-hmm. yeah, we didn't necessarily have family but a lot of family friends but it was just like living in Boulder Brook was like a really big community town where it was like you know at our games like it'd be people that didn't even have kids or didn't have kids in high school but like everybody came and so it was like such a big like joining kind of that like good vibe that you might not get everywhere and so I think that was probably the best part was just like the people and just like you know our church and just everyone really got along and like really cared about each other oh
0: that's nice I wish my hometown was like that because it's not (laughs) (laughs) okay so where did your love of basketball come from
1: um, I think that definitely started with my dad. So he played in college and, um, from there it was like, we were just kind of a basketball family. And so we played a, me and my, I have an older sister, she's a year older than me. And so when we were young, we played like all the sports, like any sport possible. We did it. And then basketball was definitely always the one, I think in the back of my dad's mind that he wanted us to play, but didn't try to force it. Mm-hmm. But then as we got a little bit older, like we kind of had to choose, you know, eventually stuff starts conflicting and all that um but so i honestly at the beginning i didn't really like basketball because i was playing like my sister was older so to play with her like i was always playing up and then even she was playing up so like when i started i was playing like girls like four years older than me right (laughs) And when you're like eight you know or seven that's a big difference so yeah i i just i wasn't good i didn't enjoy it i was just like And my sister was, like, way better, so I was also jealous that she was good, and I wasn't. (laughs) But I think, like, as I got a little bit older, like, I just loved playing basketball. Like, that was kind of my, like, my escape. Like, it just made me feel good to be able to do it. So it definitely didn't start that way, but it got that way soon after.
0: And so when did you know you were, like, nice? Like, you was a legit basketball player?
1: (laughs) I would say, like, after my freshman year of high school, because, so I, like, I knew I was good, but I never thought about it and like my high school coach was like really good at keeping you humble, you know, like not letting it go to your head. But I got Miss Basketball for Mm -hmm. Illinois after my freshman year. And I think that's when I was like, oh, like maybe I am good. Like maybe I am like people tell me I am, but like maybe I actually so that was kind of when I realized it. But again, it was like between my parents and my coach, it was like because I got it so young, they were like, you're not gonna get content to think like, oh okay, I made it. I, I don't have to work as hard. So it was like I knew I was good, but I knew I also had to work a lot harder
0: yeah so like when you first found out did you have co- a lot of competition like from guys growing up as a kid like did you always have to prove yourself
1: to them yeah I mean yeah honestly it was like our first me and my sister I think our first well not our first team but one of the first teams It was in a boys league because they didn't have a girls league at the time like for um like elementary I think it was like a fifth grade team mm-hmm. like it really wasn't a girls league so my dad was the coach and it was like me and my sister and then we had two other girls we we're the only team that had girls on the team and we ended up winning a championship it was, right and i was only <laughs> fifth grade but it was like of course like no one thinks you're gonna win because you're playing in a boys league we had mm-hmm. more, uh, more girls on the team and so that kind of like started of like you know it doesn't especially when you're young like it doesn't matter if you're a girl or a boy like when you get out there you're so just a basketball player so it kind of started off early but it was like once we did that, I think it made us realize, like, okay, it doesn't matter. Like, we can still play with this is good. And, you know, we can still go win and beat boys just so we can beat girls. Oh, that's good.
0: And did you have a favorite player that you looked up to as a kid or when you Yeah, I would say serious. Yeah.
1: Yep. I would say Lisa Leslie for sure was my first, like, favorite basketball player. Like, I think it was like fourth grade. We got to do a project on anybody, and I picked Lisa Leslie. And Ooh. from then on, it was like, that's who I want to be. Like, that's what I want to do. And then, I've always been a Kobe fan like Kobe was my all-time favorite I'd say on the men's side mm-hmm. and then as I got like in high school like middle high school and like I think I got her autograph like 20 times by the time she graduated high school so I'd say those are probably those the top ones
0: oh nice so I didn't catch the name so who did you say Lisa Leslie Kobe uh, and who else
1: Candace Parker oh
0: that's the one you got that signature
1: yeah, because she's from Naperville, which is literally like 10, 15 minutes from where I grew up. So I was literally at all of her games all the time.
0: And did you like watching them play? Did you take any of their style like as a kid and be like, oh, I'm going to do that?
1: Um, I think Candice was one, um, not like specific things she did, mm-hmm. but she was so versatile. Like she could do everything on the court and especially like, she still does, but especially in high school, like she would run the point. She'd be on the wing. She'd be a post like she literally did everything and so I thought that was always so cool to be like okay you don't just have to fit this one position or just be able to do this like a couple things but like if you can do a little bit of everything that you could be even better because then how do they guard you if you can shoot if you can drive if you can post up if you can push the ball and like watching her do that I was like that's what I want to (laughs) do so that's what I tried to do that's that
0: that's it well I mean you did something so (laughs) yeah how did it feel like even being selected to try out for the USA team, make the team and then actually win, like explain that experience?
1: Yeah, it was really cool. And so I know like that first USA team that I got invited to try so I actually tore my ACL. Mm-hmm. Was, you know, so I didn't actually get to compete. So that second year to be able to go, we played in Spain and France. and like it was so cool because it was like this is the first time. I mean, like I had been like to Mexico like on like a family vacation when I was young, but this was like the first time like I got to go like to Europe and like see all this different culture and get to play against girls from like all over the world like so to me it was such a cool experience like the team that you're on it's like the best of that age group right in the country but then you get to go and play the best of that age group from all these other countries and it was just an experience that like was so new and I had never even thought of I guess but to be able to do that it was it just gave you like obviously playing was cool and it was great but it gave you really really cool experiences that otherwise I would have never been able to do
0: was you shocked at first
1: yeah I was because like you don't think about like like you know you're good but like you're in your your city or your state right like so that's what you're used to but then when you start getting invites where it's like yeah you're the like top person in Illinois but they're the top person in California they're the top person in Florida and like literally all over the place like it kind of like you don't get like nervous, but you low key get nervous. Cause you're like, whoa, like everybody's really good here. And that's kind of like your first time, not maybe when you're young, but as you get, like when you're good, right, it's like your first time being on a team where you're not necessarily maybe the best player or like that one standout. And it's like, it hits you a little bit where you're like, all right, like I got to step up my game a little bit.
0: And when you want to go, what, what was that? How did that fail? That
1: Yeah, it's awesome because it's like you always dream of like being in the Olympics and stuff like that. And so this it's not the Olympics, but like you feel like you're you're on that like step to get there. Right. Like this is what it could feel like. And so to be able to do that and it's like, you know, you're doing it with a group of people. That's not like your kind of like your team. Like I've always had like where my kind of like best friends are always my team because you're with them all the time. And so you're with like a totally different group. So you have like a different type of bond. And then to be able to go and like, you can really say like, okay, for this U19 team, like we're literally the best team in the world. We're the best country in the world. So that part is really cool. I
0: would have been bragging like, ha, I'm (laughs) I'm a gold medalist. I'm the best (laughs) player in the world. (laughs) So in college, how did you come to play for UConn? Did other schools want you and how did you choose UConn?
1: Yeah. So the recruiting process is like, a, it starts off like really cool, right? Cause you're getting calls from all these schools that you've watched and like, it's just a funny experience. But then after a while, it gets really overwhelming just because, you know, like people always want to call and that we didn't have it where you couldn't text when I was getting recruited. It was just like calling, but so they always want to call they want to talk to your parents to talk to you and it just and sending all these letters, like it really becomes overwhelming. So for me, it was like, honestly, it was kind of anywhere I wanted to go. Like that's where it was able to be, where it was kind of up to me. But my top schools were UConn, Duke, um, and then University of Illinois because that's where my sister went and she played there and it was like close to home, all that. And I loved Illinois. That was probably my favorite college campuses I ever went to, but they weren't very good. So I was like, I don't want to do that. (laughs) (laughs) But they were good. (laughs) But I would say UConn and Duke were definitely the top. And so it was actually my second visit to UConn and it was me and Stewie, Brianna and Stewie, we were on our visit together and we got to, and that's when like Bria Hartley and Stephanie Dolson were freshmen Mm -hmm. and we got to go to, they played Baylor at the XL Center and that was the first time I went to like a women's basketball game where it was sold out. So like 16,000 people and I was like, whoa, like I've never seen this amount of people in an arena to watch women play and so that like sold me right there. I mean, I, I liked it from the visit, but it was like that was I was like, you can't beat this, like this amount of support for a team. And so I committed before I even left. So I was supposed to go visit Duke. I never went. My mom was like, Oh, you should go see it. And I was like, We can go. And it's just that it was an unofficial visit. you have to pay, right? To go. So I was like, we can go, but it's gonna be a waste of money. Like, I know where I'm going. So for me, it was like once I was on campus and got to see it, it was kind of a no-brainer.
0: And how was it like playing for like the famous? Gino, like he's Gino,
1: yep, <laughs> exactly. You said it <laughs> exactly right, and like honestly, it was hard. Like, any, I mean, honestly, it's gonna be physically he's... hard because they're gonna make it physically hard, like they have to, but he makes it really mental. Like, the mental games that he plays and like he works on, like, especially your freshman year. I think everybody's freshman year, like, you feel like it sucks. Like, no matter how you guys do, like, we won a championship, so you would think it'd be great, but like. I think everyone that has played there they're gonna maybe not as of recent because it's a little different because like Paige was killing it her I mean I
0: know here. someone recent and they yeah. said it's hard yeah. so it's, it's still the fair. same over yeah. these years
1: and, yep your freshman year it is so hard but like I was thinking about transferring and like am I supposed to be here all that stuff and it's just like you realize as you get to be an upper class and like everybody goes through it but it really is to make you tougher and to make you a better player better person all that so it was it was really tough and it was hard, but I think going to UConn, honestly, was like the best decision I think I ever made. Wow.
0: I mean, winning franchise all these years, he can actually coach, so. I yeah, and he's such that.
1: a good like person, you know, like he's, even though he he's kind of an asshole on the court, you know, when you're on there and you're playing, he can be, but it, you know, it comes from a good place. And then off the court, he's kind of like your second dad, you know? Like, so he's such a good person and he knows how to bring the best out of you, which is, to me, that's not common. You don't see that in a lot of coaches.
0: And do you still speak to him today?
1: Yep, we did. And actually we just had, um, Connecticut's son just had a coach's clinic
0: mm-hmm. last
1: week and he went and spoke to it. And it was funny because we were trying to see, like, okay, we'll see if we can get like an assistant, right? But then I had one up there um, to watch a practice a few weeks ago. And he was open to the idea of even coming and like in him being the speaker. So it was like, we didn't even think that he'd be willing to do it, but it's kind of that like, when you go to UConn, you are part of that family. So even if you don't have to like, like I'm not gonna just call him every day, right? To talk to him, but it's like, if you need something or you just wanna like catch up or whatever, it's literally like you were just back at UConn. So that's the part of that like family feel that's really nice.
0: And you guys won four straight, right?
1: Yep. I was there at a really good time.
0: <laughs> Champion four years in a row, did did it make you guys compete every year at a different level just to maintain as like being a champion?
1: Yeah, I think after the freshman year when we won, it was kind of like, okay, we you feel even though it's not true, but you feel like okay, if you win it your first year and you have to win it every year, right? Because <laughs> otherwise you're kind of failing in a sense because you <laughs> didn't reach that goal, even though that's not true and you can still have a great season, but when you win a lot that's kind of what you assume it's like if you don't want even now people think like oh it's been five years since they won a championship like some uh, most schools have never won a championship you know but it's like five years like like, 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 they won five five
0: straight before
1: (laughs) (laughs) exactly so that's what it's like and that's kind of how we felt it was like okay we know we won so it would make it just made us want to work even harder to make sure that we were able to win even though it's hard to like start the season thinking about a championship but you knew it's like you kind of you learn what you have to do to be able to get there and so I think once we learned it it was like okay we have to do it and even more to make sure we keep getting there.
0: I know that's right and like I know you had some injuries and I know your knee um, gave you some problems so how did you continue wanting to play with these injuries?
1: Uh, it was hard. And it's funny because I literally two weeks ago I just had my seventh knee surgery. And this is a surgery that like I was supposed to they told me I needed back in college, but it's it's recommended when you're done playing and stuff like that. So it was like it was hard. Like I'll say I think after my primary my, I had surgery my sophomore year at UConn and it was hard. Like obviously rehab sucks. Like no one likes doing that, but it was just hard being out. Like I had been out in high school with my ACL, but it was like it was different because when you're at school, it's not like you don't go home every day, like to your parents, right? Like when you're feeling bad, you go home. But that time it was like, I'm at school. So like, yeah, like my mom came up for my surgery, but she's there for like a week or so. And then it's just you're with your teammates and you go to rehab and you go to practice, go to class, right? So it was like a total different makeup of what I knew what rehab was. So it was hard. And then, you know, when you're seeing your friends that's out there playing, doing what you want to do, and you literally can't do it, or you're just Riding on the bike during practice because you can't get out there and run. Like it just, it's kind of disheartening in a way, but I would say it definitely made me like way, 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 way stronger. And like, especially mentally, because even though you're rehabbing the physical, right? Like my knee needs it, but you have to mentally be in the right space. Otherwise, it doesn't happen. So I think learning how to come back, how to just in general, like, okay, if you have this plan and you think this is what you're going to be doing, but then something happens, right? And it throws you a curve, it throws you a curveball, then it's like, you just keep going you might have to pivot a little bit but you keep going so I think it taught me a lot about myself and just like all right I I can do a lot of hard things I can keep going and I can get to where I want to be even if you have some setbacks
0: you hear that guys you can you can (laughs) do it so listen to Morgan she knows okay so you know from the time you went to college to now so much has changed what would you say has been the biggest change that you see from when you went to college?
1: Um, I would say, I think kids are a little different. You know, I think there's always been like, I think the biggest thing I always noticed is like transferring and there's always been transfers. Like we had transfers when I was at UConn, right? Like it just, it happens no matter what. And it always has happened. But now I think it's just the amount of people transferring, it blows my mind because it's like, there's only so many schools out there and so (laughs) many open positions. Like where does everybody think they're going? But I think it's just that kind of not not sticking it out when you're in necessarily like a bad or like detrimental situation, but sticking it out in a in a hard and tough situation, I think isn't as common now that it was before. And even like my freshman, year, like I really was debating that if I should transfer, right? Like I was thinking, like, oh, I don't know, this for me, but it was like, no. Like my parents, like they're like, no. Like you committed to go there, you're gonna go and you're gonna be there, you know. And so now I think sometimes like if it's not going a kids' way, they're just like, oh, we'll go somewhere else. I'm gonna you go feel like they're else a little softer. Go- a little bit (laughs) they're a little soft (laughs) just a tad but you know I get like times change I'm sure that like maybe the, the players that played in the 90s thought that we were soft right like when we were there but I think they're definitely they're definitely a little softer than I'd say we were in college
0: and how do you feel about them being able to be paid for their like likeliness
1: yeah I mean, I honestly am in favor for the most part. I mean, I like the idea that if people can make money, let them make their money, right? Right. Like your basketball career in your life is short. So it's like maximize it while you can. Now, the only thing I think that's kind of the bad side, that's like the people that can make the money. That's a very small percentage of people that are going to be able to get those type of deals. So I think, especially in like a college setting where you might have someone like a Paige Beckers, right? She's going to get the deals. So she's going to be making money. money. (laughs) Yes, exactly. But then you could have someone else on team that's a typical broke college student, right? And I think that's a big range to kind of manage. And especially when you're in college, right? You're not as mature, like it's different, you know, it's just a different field than like when you go, when you go pro, then you expect that, right? When you're professional. But I think that's going to be kind of something that's hard to manage where it's and I think, too, with especially the women's side, the WNBA, you still have to you don't have to have your degree, but your class has to have graduated college before you can even go into the league. So but I'm like, but there could be players if they're making money their freshman and sophomore year. It's like, well, then why can't they just go pro? Right. If they're making the money, the whole argument about having your degree is kind of wiped away. So I think it causes a little bit of, you know, confusion necessarily on a team. But I think it's a good thing. I think if people can make money, why hold them back?
0: Yeah. They just have to figure out a way to give some mentor mentorship to some Agreed. of these kids because
1: whoo, no, I a hundred percent agree with that. You don't no, want that. to be broke before you get it. Exactly. That's true. That that should be like a, a part of the like requirement. Like if you get a deal, you have some type of like financial guidance or something. something. Right. That could cause a big issue. You're right. I didn't even think about that, but that's true. That's the
0: only, like, I love it being the fact that my cousin is a college athlete. So mm-hmm. That's the biggest thing that I'm money. They don't read the contract, and they don't. You're just signing their life away, yeah. and don't do that. Read between no, those fine lines because that's where you'd be like, if you use this amount of money, then you owe this amount. It's in the little fine lines, and you have no that's idea.
1: That's 100 true. And honestly, even it's like that happens even at the professional level, where if like if people. Usually, it's like you have like your agent or some like or even at nil like they're getting agents. You're just like, okay, my agent read it, you know, or like, but it's like, okay, but, but your agent could be getting kicked out. Exactly, right? That's <laughs> like it. the mentorship piece. I think should definitely be a part of it.
0: Okay, speaking of pro like you was third overall draft pick in 2016. Were you nervous on draft night? Like, what was going through your mind? <laughs>
1: Um, I think I was more excited because honestly, they tell you a little bit ahead of time, like if you're a top pick, like where you're going. So I knew I was going to Connecticut before the job started. Um, but it was still like that excitement of like, this is literally what I dreamt of since I was a kid. And then it's like, it's actually happening. So then like, when you get your name called, like, it's exciting. Like you, you don't feel necessarily nervous, but it's like, you can't really create that feeling again because it's a, like a lifelong dream and so to actually get it and you get to walk up on stage and like hold the jersey and especially being in connecticut when i got drafted it made it even better because it was like super loud and like the fans were hyped and all that so it was i can only was imagine like, part, yeah it was probably like, one of my best moments i would say just because it was like i mean it's not that's like the beginning of the next chapter but at that point that was kind of like the full circle from when i was like third and fourth grade looking at Lisa Leslie and then your story came to
0: um right to light
1: that day exactly
0: (laughs) so when you had your first game it was a WNBA player were you scared were you nervous (laughs) were you happy I I'm I'm clumsy I would have tripped fell did everything
1: (laughs) super nervous like super I don't even remember who we played I'm sure I didn't play well just because it's like your first and it's like it's quick right so after like after we won my Senior year, it was like the (laughs) the draft was literally a week later, and then maybe a week or two at like two weeks-ish after that, you start training camp. And then a few weeks after that, you're in your first game. So like it's quick, right? Like the turnaround is really fast. But I was super nervous because it was like you see players that you literally grew up watching, and now you're playing against them. And this is like the first time ever that you got to be on the same court as them. So, like I know, like when we first played LA. When Candace is on their team, I was like starstruck, and I, was like, <laughs> I met her. I met her a bunch of times, and I took like I got to see her, but it was like, Oh my god, I'm about to play Candace Park. It was just like something, or same with like Maya Moore. Like, that's how I felt when she was playing with Minnesota. It was like, I'm not literally about to play against Maya Moore. Like, I
0: understand that. Like, know? I feel that way, and I never, I, when I see, I'm like, Oh my god, so
1: exactly and so that's the part like you kind of have to get over that a little bit but it, it was that first game you're just nervous like you're beyond nervous just because you know you're finally where you want to be um but it's just like a totally different game so you're just not even sure how it's gonna go and I'm sure mine didn't go well either so I'm sure the, <laughs> the nerves took over
0: <laughs> well you got here you was at the moment when you realized you reached all your dreams and goals or was it like I reached one part of my goal now I have to reach more
1: Yeah, I mean, you take it as like you try to enjoy the moment. I think Mm -hmm. you enjoy it more like draft night, right? Like, cause that's the night you can like really kind of sit with it. But then once you're like once you kind of get in training camp, you know, you're the rookie again. So it's kind of like you're starting over. So even though it's like you've made it to be a professional, but it's like now you're like, okay, I want to stay a professional and I want to be successful. So you you have to realize like, yep, I'm starting back over like I was a freshman coming in college. So you kind of you kind of turn back the clock in the sense of like the same type of work and making sure that you're doing the right things and do what you have to do so and I think the thing is different it's just it's a totally different feel when you go onto a new team you know and it's not like okay I'm a freshman and my senior is four years older like Riley right? like you could have someone that's 30 something on your team and you're 22 coming in and it's like it's just a total like people might have a kid or be married and have a family and so like that like team bond and vibe is so different because now people have like regular lives and then like Mm -hmm. some people might be there because they just love basketball some people are there because they're getting a paycheck you know so it's like totally different than what you're used to um and it's more independent like there's not someone like telling you your schedule every day and like being on you 24 7 now it's like you go to practice you might have like a lift and then the rest is up to you so it's like that freedom is so different and sometimes it's hard to manage especially at first because you're just not used to it but it's just Mm -hmm. a total different feel
0: okay so when you you played it in the WNBA you became a WNBA champion (laughs) so how was that was it Uh, the same experience like winning four years in a row or was it a bigger feeling when you became a WNBA champion
1: um, it, it was definitely different. I don't know if I would say bigger in this sense. Of, well, first, because I think it was a bubble season. So I think it made it better because it was like, we were, we had been so ready to leave <laughs> and get out of the bubble. So it like <laughs> that made it even better because it was like, to have to play in a season like that, that was like the best way, right, to end it. But then I think when you think of like the feel overall, I would say, I think college has a better feel just because you go for like preseason season like you have well like summer school preseason season like you're with your team all year right and especially like the fourth one like we had all been together for like years right and mm-hmm. we're with each other all the time like year after year and then when you think of like a professional you're with each other for like four or five months because everyone goes overseas mm-hmm. preseason especially bubble season it was like two weeks right so we're together literally four or five months so that like the bond and that feel of like team is different just because you don't have as much time together it's just it's not that you don't there's no way you can have that same feel um and then you know when you have and in college I think the the stage is different like we it wasn't COVID so we had a crowd and we had fans and you know like it gives that excitement um but I would say it was definitely special just because that was always been a goal so Mm -hmm. to be able to be a part of that team um and especially ended up being my last season I think that made it even more special because Like, I can at least say, like, I ended it on the best possible note that I could have.
0: Yes, you did. So now, so you became, you was a champion in high school, a champion as a pro. Now you're with Connecticut Sun as a director of franchise development. Um, What are you looking for to bring with that title?
1: Um, The biggest goal uh, is really to grow our fan base. Um, And that's in a lot of ways. Like, we want to kind of be... Known throughout New England, like obviously we're Connecticut, so Mm -hmm. Connecticut is home, but there's no other professional women's basketball team in New England. So it's like if we can kind of branch out and really kind of grow our base a little bit, I think that'd be helpful. And then also just to grow it in, you know, diversity as well. Like if that's young, you know, seeing more people of color and just making sure we're having, like when you look at our stand, you see all types of people, all types of backgrounds, and it's just everyone coming together for a game, right, for sports. So I think for me, that's kind of my biggest goal. And then kind of under that is just the community outreach, like making sure that we're out in the community, we're having a face, we're in the right places We're, you know, we have our like camps and clinics, but we're doing, you know, we're doing things in those areas that need it, right. And giving experience to kids that might not otherwise have that experience. So we're not just focusing on getting people to come to our games. And we're always telling people to buy tickets or come here, but we're also putting putting our hands out to be like here let's give this away or let's provide this opportunity um, to make sure that you know we're we're still making a positive impact
0: okay so that's the goals for your job what is the goals for you for Morgan for in the next five Um, years
1: yeah I mean I think the biggest goal is getting experience because obviously I have a ton of basketball experience but right I never had what I consider like a real job like an office job so (laughs) <laughs> really getting that experience. I know it's, it's different is it hard is the transition hard? <laughs> it was hard. I swear like I don't think like right now I'm working from home because I had surgery so I don't have to go to the office but like I don't think I'll ever get used to sitting at a desk like that part like it's different and you know it's I mean I like it because it's not physically hard but like I just get up and go take walks and I'd be like all right I'll be back in like 10 minutes because I just get restless you know your knees like, are happy like, no 100 <laughs> percent Um, But it is good. But I would say that and just really trying to grow. Like, I really like the business side of it. I don't think, I think eventually I could see myself coaching, but I really do like the business side and kind of the seeing how everything works, like how a team's put together, what goes into that, you know, the contracts and, you know, just the finances and different things. Like, how does the WNBA run? How does the team run? I really enjoy that. And I think with Connecticut, I have a, a good opportunity to grow here and to really kind of expand and learn as much, I can, as much as I can. And then who knows where it'll lead me and where I'll end up. But I, I know it'll be a good spot.
0: Well, good luck. I will definitely see you at some games, as you can see. Yeah. And <laughs> thank you for coming on my Sports Talk with C. I really do appreciate it. And I'll see you soon.
1: Yeah, no problem. And thanks for asking me to come. I'm so glad you did. Yay! <laughs> Bye! See ya.